Dear Ann Landers, my husband Dear and I Abby, are in shock. I'm extremely upset. My son got married in Dear Ann Landers, I'm very happy to hear that his wife is working out of a woman here at She thinks way too much of herself. She had to get married. Dear Pod. Boston and New Hampshire over the weekend doing shows, well, doing show, and then I went into the woods to hide away from everybody, and then apparently there was some random ass, like, sonic boom on the border of New Hampshire and Massachusetts, and they felt it higher up. I, of course, did not feel it because I'm dead inside, and we were just outside the radius, so then they thought, oh, this is an earthquake, and they checked all the seismic activities and the geological, and the hey, hey. Uh Nothing. No earthquake. Then they checked to see if they were doing, like, flight stuff, if there was any military training going on. Uh-huh. Nothing. UFO? That was my next thought. And Moth 100% believes. She's like, oh, God. Oh, no. They're coming. There's been a, they've been hanging out for a while, and nobody's been paying attention to them. It's the UFOs. And then all she I could think- be- Awesome to be abducted. <laughs> I again, if they take me or my mother, they're going to be very disappointed in what they find to work with. Oh God! Here, oh. <laughs> if the aliens took my mother, uh, hi, um, uh, my name is Ellen, and I like jelly donuts. And um, welcome to Earth. Send her back. Uh, I can take you back. to Krispy Kreme. Wait, oh, guys! Shit. Oh. Shit, the door Steven, the door doesn't work. It's really cold. Where are my pajamas? My God. I need my slippers that go up to the ankle. It's like the story of like the stupid angel that picks the wrong person up. We (laughs) said the other one. (laughs) Oh, my bad, guys. We stuck with Nicolas Cage. He's a rocket scientist, not rocket head. (laughs) She is very concerned about this being UFO related. And now apparently there's been uh, some booms elsewhere in the country. I did think for a second, I was like, did that boom happen right when I told a really bad new joke that flopped during my set? Wow. <laughs> I was like, my bad, you it's guys. A lot of credit. You yeah, I know that I have that much power. I shook the border of New Hampshire and Massachusetts with my new joke about operation. Although it could be that you are from Superman, too, with the post that you keep sending me about what's her name. <laughs> I don't know why, you guys. You know Zod. how. Listen. If you have not listened to previous episodes of this podcast... Then you can go straight to hell. Don't fuck yourself! Oh, I said I wasn't going to swear as much. That's Too right. late. Off the, I'm off the wagon. Okay. Uh, that was short-lived. Why, no, Jesus. It lasted maybe just like your, four days. Just like your mom. <laughs> I'm not going to eat any more Krispy Kreme. What's in your pocket? Krispy Kreme. <laughs> the glazed original. <laughs> I walked to get him. I don't know car. why. A few, a couple weeks ago on this pod, we started talking about Superman three. Two, where, two. Is it Superman two? three? Is with Richard Pryor. Oh yeah, the, yeah, yeah. That's bunker. when we went really off the rails. But when the three random ass people show up looking all hot nineteen eighties, like they're all wearing pleather, and that one woman says, <laughs> "We didn't get into song. Studio fifty four. Let's fuck this place up." <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't take my jacket off because it's a fucking onesie. Let's go find Dick. Superman. <laughs> oh, Superman. And so ever since we joked about kneeling before Zod. Kneel before Zod. I have seen sorry, that who? woman everywhere on the city. I was like, 
now I'm getting ads, and I know my phone is listening to me, for literally what looks like the Zod outfit. And every time it happens, I take a screenshot and I send it to Patty. Walking down the street the other day, girl wearing the exact same outfit. I was like, now I'm getting punked. This is like a Truman Show moment where I, I was like, so. they're like, release the, release the Zod know? girl. Comic-Con was this week. No, this was not a girl who had anything to do with Comic-Con. She was just going to work. She literally was. Love yeah. Comic-Con, though. Love it. Love Our pod- favorite place. <laughs> like to com- randomly pass out. Yeah. You want to kill yourself? <laughs> Second deck in an alley? What? I said, you like comedy? Comedy? You like comedy? You like comedy? You like to kill yourself? We handed out our flyers. Was it two years ago? The Comic-Con? Yeah. And uh, Jules quickly yeah. learned that we are not good. Not good at it. At it. I would be terrible as one of those Chicago girls with the red hats. Oh, I actually think like you'd be Chicago? better than you think. No. Oh, okay. I like it when you walk by them and they go, hacha. Like, what the f- what did you just say? Who, did you just, what did you it call hot? me? Is it, is it hot? Whoopee. I don't think the Chicago girls have come back after the Rona. I don't think so either. Where are they going to go? It's not safe for them on the I mean streets of Times Square to I wear mean, red tights and go, hacha, to strangers. These red tights <laughs> are used by <laughs> many, many hacha girls before me. What's a hacha girl? Well, let me let me practice. Whoopee. Hacha. You okay? I'm rehearsing. Hacha. Yeah, right? Whoopee. Uh-huh. Okay. How did that read that time? Look, you're in Lamaz. Hacha. Is that better? No. I inhaled. <laughs> Whoopee. That's a reverse. Goldberg. <laughs> Mackenzie. I'm just grabbing names. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, no. Um, got to spend some time with my fam. You got to spend some time with your fam. Correct. This weekend. We had a big family weekend outing because I don't know why. Holiday weekend. Lots of leaf peepers up New Hampshire. What? People who come to peep the leaves. Pure trash. Peep the leaves. You've never heard of leaf peepers? No. It's no, that's who, why I said it in a question form. It's people who who drive long ways to see leaves change colors. They're wow, peeping at leaves. A lot of time on there. And hands. it sounds a little dirty. Mm-hmm. They're like, yeah, deciduous tree. Yeah, you better drop. Look oh, at those trashy that. red oh, leaves. You were you green a week that. ago. Oh, look at oh, oh, you like that? Oh, oh. what is that, orange? Oh, yeah, shake it. Oh, yeah, shake, shake it. it all off. Shake it off! <laughs> <laughs> Someone who's really committed to leaf peeping. Gotten a talk with the folks. Of course, everybody talks about vaccines with their family. That's what we do now. Mm. Isn't that exciting topics? We don't talk about that. Oh, no, because it gets awkward. It does when someone's not vaccinated. What if you talked about the polio vaccine? I feel like that's a good in. Is if you it? were just like, who wants a sugar cube? <laughs> <laughs> My father was saying, he was like, I, uh, I went into the army and uh, look, they shot you full of all kinds of stuff and uh, you didn't ask anything. You used to stand in line at this big uh, Fenway Center. They had some sort of like, they were in some sort of like arena, like a TD Bank arena. All these guys who got their number called for the draft. Mm-hmm. And he was like, yeah, you'd uh, line up and then uh, you just got in a line and then you'd go straight down and they'd shoot you on two arms and you walk a little forward. You get two more shots and two different arms. You get one other wallop of a shot and then you went around the corner and then you drop your pants and you spread your cheeks for a guy. <laughs> Like, should we stop. should we go back to a couple episodes before with the leather gang? <laughs> the motorcycle. Which is leather that? Gang. When your dad, when your mom was, was it your mom or your dad talking about? 
oh, the, no, the leather, the guys that were driving by. In leather? And they were looking for a few good men. Well. There's one. <laughs> my father. He was like, yeah, that's just that's what you did. I was like, in what army? Who was behind you? I was like, what was this? Th- I would assume it's Navy SEALs. I don't know. Or just the village people. He said that was a standard thing that they would do. And I said, what are they looking for? Wait, I'm so- for I think, real. I think I think I'm just a little dehydrated. Okay. He had to bend over and spread his ass cheeks for what? <laughs> just shits and giggles, literally. We don't know. Like he said he thought it was for hemorrhoids because you were either one A or four F. So if you were one A, that meant that you could go into the armed forces. You were fully dilated. And you were you you're winking at him. That's for damn sure. So if you're one A, you go into the armed forces. And this was like a medical exam. To do that. And if you had hemorrhoids, you were considered 4F. So if you had hemorrhoids, you'd be kicked out. I looked at my jewels. My jewels would be safe from serving Slightly for the military. Okay. I still don't understand. I understand the colorblind thing. I don't understand the hemorrhoid thing. I was like, why can't you serve if you had a roid? Yeah. And he doesn't. He didn't know. He didn't have an answer for it. So then, of course, this sent us down a Google rabbit hole, which led to Reddit threads, which are definitely sullying up my phone right now. But it was standard what they did. And they said if you had a hemorrhoid, then you, were, you would not be able to serve. Like you're shooting a gun with your ass. But they're not. But there really wasn't. They're like, we just didn't care for that. What if they just judged your ass? I'm like, no, this isn't hot no, enough. No, that's messy. We're not going to confuse He's all those. messy down there. If we want, He's a pusher. Not for nothing. Who was the ass checker? How do you get that job? You show up one day well, to that arena? If there's one thing we've learned from our Steel Magnolias, anyone named Mark Rickersteed. <laughs> You'd be very good at this, but you'd be very judgy. You'd be like 5'4", 5'6", 5'3". This is why I couldn't be a dentist. Be like, oh, God. Your no, no, no. Put it back. No, God. We need a breathment down there. <laughs> it's why I couldn't I'm gonna be a 911 operator. No, just chew it with your butt. Carl. Oh, it's true what they say about life space savers. Carl, you're on ass duty today. (laughs) Carl. Oh, I shouldn't have said duty. (laughs) Lucky to say, my father was 1A. Congratulations. Did you have fun in Chicago? (laughs) Is this is loaded? I'm not I'm it was fine. Just I just didn't, you know, it's fine. Although my mom, so my mom turned 90, and my sister um, hosted it at her house. My sister also loves a Halloween display like none other. Inflatables? No, because that is cheap. It is cheating. Yes. Yes. So we pull up to her house in this Uber that um, also was like the marathon, which I didn't know. So like everything was like 10 times more expensive. Uh Uh-huh. So we pull up, and I'm like, wow, um... My mom is turning 90, and there's a sign up in front, like, happy birthday, mom. And there was, like, 14, like, old, dead, grim reaper <laughs> like, things, like, all over the front yard. Like, what a fucking... I'm like, that is really... I'm like, you could, couldn't you take them down or turn them around Maybe or something? you shouldn't have put the skeleton right under the sign that said mom. Right. Yeah. So like, mm-hmm. <laughs> Very nice. Really good timing, girl. I don't think I've had as much sugar in my entire lifetime as I did there. Was it just a nonstop? Sugar fest. Yeah, and carb. Yeah. Yeah. That's what happens when I go home to my family, too. But it was delightful. 
So you had a, a an enjoyable it really 24 was hours. You, it yeah, was a very it was fast express. Time. Express. My hangout. lover turned 39. My <gasps> mother turned 90. How? That's right. I saw and I I it, Facebook is crap. So yeah. I don't know how to wish people happy birthdays anymore, but this is <gasps> Let's do a little happy birthday shout out to Marcus. <gasps> hey Marcus. Happy birthday from Dear Pod. Does he listen to it? Probably not. Okay, good. Hey, Marcus. Yeah? Fuck off. Okay. Said I'd stop swearing. (laughs) It's going well. well. This is like Len. (laughs) (laughs) I'm giving up French fries. What are you having? Fries? I'm giving up Gucci for Lent. Fuck off. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Shall we just I feel lubed. Do you feel lubed? Oh, yeah. All right, it's time then. Well, then bend over and let America see your A. (laughs) It's time to welcome you all to Dear Pod, the comedy advice podcast. I'm your host, Stephen Sondheim. And I'm Debbie Boone. And we're coming to you from the Maha'a bar in the beautiful Pineapple Ranch. Can I hear it? Papa Booey, Papa Booey, Howard Stern's penis, Papa Booey, Papa Booey, Papa Booey. It was a little family guy. It was a, I don't know. Anyway, moving on because you're dead eyed. We do like a family guy. We do like a lot of family guy clips up in here. Because Very it's appreciative. It's hilarious, and so are we. So listen, everybody. This week, like all weeks, we are bringing you the advice columns of Ann Landis and Dear Abby. We're dragging them out of a cave by their wigs. And then we're going hunting for wildlife and discovering fire and then doing Geico commercials. We're reading their articles, damn it. We read the articles of Ann Landers and Dear Abri. Abri. Oh, God. This is what Abri. happens in the podcast at night. So what are you waiting for, everybody? Follow us on your social medias. At Dear Pod Official on your Insta, your Twitter, your face. Though face anymore? Who knows? Mark Zuckerberg is the devil. I think it'd be great if we just got rid of it. I agree. F off, FB. I don't need it. F you. So maybe. I don't know. In the meantime, you can find us there. But... Guess what else you can do? You can email us, dearpodofficial at gmail.com. We accept listener mail questions every week, and we will answer your advice questions on the air because we, what? We are completely unqualified to do so. (laughs) 100%. I scared Patty. So go over to the website and support him, dearpodofficial.com. You can binge every last episode. They're all waiting there for you. Our new YouTube channel, where you also can listen on there. We are starting to add some video clips. So get off our 1A. We are trying to get up to date with all of the kids. We're the new Robin Bird. Oh, oh, tempting. You put that out there right now. It's like guys dancing. Yeah. <laughs> you like that? Dead eyed. Like like, I remember when I first hey, came Steve, to New York. Can and you like, actually what is this focus show? on something? And I'm like, this is just Robin Bird. And then it's like, hey, I'm Robin Bird. And you're like, who is this? Is that the guy from Poison? And you're like, oh, it's a real woman. Oh, God. Our next dancer is. This is uh, this is Casey from uh, Hell's Kitchen, and Casey looks like he's been road hard, literally. <laughs> Was it public access? I think so. Oh, your lover would know. Well, then make our access public. Our final bit of business this evening is Patreon. <sighs> Patreon.com slash DearPodOfficial. For a mere 3 or $5 a month, you can become a subscriber and get extra special tidbits dropped in your box in your mm. 1A every week. So bend over, hold on to your ankles, spread them cheeks, take a deep breath, and give us money. Support the arts. Don't trust a shart. <laughs> Support the sharts. 
(laughs) (laughs) Because we're five years old. I'm very excited about today's episode because we have a special theme and a very special guest to go along with said theme. We will be introducing him a little later in this podcast. But in the meantime, I don't want to keep you waiting. I don't want to keep you on tenterhooks. Do we still have those? I don't know what that is. It's a tenterhook. It's a hook that's tenter. I don't know. Okay. Excited. Get excited. God damn it. This week's theme is art. Art. Artists. Doing artistry. Do you ever uh, draw things or you draw? Do you do you sketch? Uh, it's my it was my favorite class. Oh really? I did not expect that somehow. What? I would have I would be like, yeah, it's my favorite class too, and I'd work really hard and then I'd hold up the canvas and it's just a little stick figure. That's great. That's pretty much. You're just playing much. hangman by yourself. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. I have like Aaron. We're not doing self portraits. <laughs> but I look really good in this picture, you guys. I look really good hanging. Does this picture make me look fat? <laughs> I look really good hanging. I hate you, Patois. I hate him. This goddamn co-host of mine. So yes, uh, you were an artiste. Did you do artist type things? Did you like sketching? I did. My sister was very my actually my, my my sister above me is an artist in Chicago. She's a painter. Oh. Um, my sister above her um, was a wonderful artist in high school and college, uh-huh. and then she became a teacher. Um, my uncle used to be an illustrator. Um, and, well, this is in your family. And I had an interest in it, but like most artistic things, it wasn't. It was hammered out of you. Correct. <laughs> At a young age, this can't get you anywhere. Yes. Get the belt. Like chicken paillard, it was hammered in. <laughs> I'm sorry you were paillarded at a young age and this well, was not encouraged in you. Um, was it encouraged in the sisters? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh. And my sister, um, yeah. Yes. <laughs> I think not that's so a yes. Much for me. My brother did the art. He, he had a comic strip. And uh, I think it was Northeastern University's like newspaper or something. Very good at it. He has that oh, yeah? talent. He has that patience. I think you need to have a calm patience. Like, you have to like, have a good personality. Like, de- like detailed comics or like a Catholic Ziggy comment. Oh, de- like because that's just shit. Somewhere in between a New Yorker and a and like a Kathy, maybe more in a Garfield realm. Or the Far Side. I love the Far Side. I loved Far Side. I loved Garfield. Uh, hated Ziggy, hated Ziggy and Kathy. That's like the. It's like I don't want to go over their house tonight. <laughs> oh my god, are they dating? <laughs> Jesus! I, every time you're in the elevator, it's oh fuck, it's fuck. those two. Oh my god, Ziggy and Kathy live in the, <laughs> in your like, building. Ah, I forgot the brownies. Like I'll go get them. <laughs> I just want chocolate and cats. I forgot my keys. I feel like I'm slowly turning into a Kathy Cobbick strip, so I probably shouldn't. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Okay. Oh, Mondays. Oh, wait, that's Garfield. But she's not married, right? Oh. Did she ever get married? No, it doesn't seem like she is. She keeps cats, right? Yeah, she was a very uh, kind of tragic figure. <laughs> a lot of sweaters. A lot, a lot of sweaters. Yeah. Didn't want to show her body. But I- did you really want to see Kathy naked? That wasn't the point of a comic strip. Except for maybe Says Blondie. You. Except for maybe Blondie and Brenda Starr. Oh, Blo- Betty and Veronica. Mm. You'd want to see them naked. Yeah, I guess. I mean, if that's your thing. If you're into Betty and Veronica, if you're into comics, cool. or Jessica Veronica. Rabbit, which I think is the sexiest comic of all time. Well, thank you. I work out. 
Mm. I always thought that I could be her one Halloween, and then there was a <laughs> oh, yeah. there, was, there was a very small window where I was like, what maybe an, I. Oh. If Jessica Rabbit went to the movie Old from M Night Shyamalan. <laughs> Jessica Rabbit meets Cocoon. <laughs> I have very high aspirations for a hybrid costume this year. I guess. Have you seen Old? I can't get behind Old. This was not. I've seen a lot of shitty M. Night Shyamalan. M. Night Shyamalan. I've only seen, what, uh, The Village, which I already knew what the was happening. The Village, I was like, is she blind or not? The Village, I knew Make within a decision. the first three minutes of the movie what the end was, result was. And I'm like, this, if, the, and then what, isn't she the same actress that ran in heels in Jurassic yes. Park? Yes. What's wrong with this person? It's a, because she's a Howard. She's Ron Howard's daughter. Not Howard the Duck. Oh, she could be. I don't know where she's been. I don't know who, you know, who her and then mother is. She runs is. out of the village and then she realizes she that runs it's out of the village in heels. Right. <laughs> she played a blind girl <laughs> that so I didn't sorry. know. She gets in the car, she turns around, and it's that thing that kills Newman in Jurassic Park. <laughs> Do jazz hands for that thing because that's his head. Hacha! <laughs> He's just on his way to Times Square. <laughs> Whoopee! You're gonna need a job. What are you scared about? Come back here. Put on these tights. He spat on me. <laughs> you're gonna do great in Times Square. <laughs> yeah, you're gonna you're gonna blend right in. You're just wait. Wait till something else swings into your face. <laughs> what? Never mind. Something's eating half the Elmos. <laughs> it's not the inside of a Cadbury egg. Don't lick it. <laughs> Let's get to our articles, shall I'm we? I'm very excited. Go for it. Articles on art. Art. Ickles. Test. Tickle. Here we go. <laughs> okay. This you is from testing. the air- Arizona Daily Sun, Flagstaff, Arizona. Don't forget Winona. King- um, this is April 23rd, 1971. Dear Abby, my husband and I do not get along very well. In fact, if it weren't for the kids, I wouldn't live within a thousand miles of this idiot. We are both artists and my husband specializes in Western art now. And he has been selling his paintings before the oil is dry on the canvas. I don't mean to put him down, but my work is much better than his, even if it doesn't sell half as well. The public just happens to be going for gimmick art. I can hardly stand it when my husband sells a painting. For one thing, he has a way of gloating that makes me want to put my fist right through his face. I wish I knew how to get over this envious attitude. Can you help me? Signed, Envious in Montana. You think? (laughs) Dear Envious, of all the emotions, envy is the most difficult to control. Since you don't even like your husband and are competing with him professionally to boot, it'll be doubly difficult to curb your envy. Keep telling yourself that envy is an acid which does more damage to the container, you, than to the object of your envy, him. What's your problem? You'll feel better if you get it off your chest. Write it, Abby, Box 69700, Los Angeles, California, 90069 for a personal reply, enclosed stamped addressed envelope. Acid that eats away at you, like this thing? I just want to... I just want to punch his, my fist through his face. I don't know. Fuck. I just, I just, you know what? He's he's doing art. I'm doing art, and <laughs> mine's better. But I just, you know, sometimes you just want to like reach your fist clear through his chest and grab his beating heart and rip it out and show it to him. I just want to and then paint pin him on against the, the garage with door with my car. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes and you keep want to going. take all of your brushes and just stick them in his eyes while he sleeps. But I'm totally fine <laughs> in this marriage. I'm totally fine. Nothing's going to go He's wrong. He's a great artist if you like that shit. That Western art Georgia O'Queef <laughs> shit. I'm Ooh. fine. 
We went to, uh, my Jules and I went to Santa Fe. And there's not much else to do there but to look at art. Just like cactuses and like Yeah, pastels. people drawing, drawing uh, vaginas, things like that. That's what oh. Santa Fe is. Santa Fe is like a big artist hub. Okay. And then we got dropped in the middle of that like, well, now what? We are not, you know. You're like, I guess I'll pose. They're like, no, little boy. <laughs> Sir, vaginas. can you please leave? This is a private auction. <laughs> My God. No one does erotic Mr. Pretzel art. Get out of here. <laughs> That's why you could be the first, right, boys? <laughs> eh? Who wants to paint this? Stick. Oop, oop. Two little nipples. So sad. Yeah. Uh, speaking of auctions, did you see... Oh, the Banksy art. This. Oh, oh, well, oh, uh, uh, well, I'm all over the place. Okay, I'll no. go back to Banksy. I know it's shocking. We'll go back, especially to Banksy. in the evening. Yeah. Okay, address this. Address the article. You're talking about Santa Fe. Santa Fe. Well, I was talking about Western art. This guy's doing Western art. We don't even know what that means. I, really. I feel like it's a Georgia O'Keeffe art. Or it could just be. Yeah, cowboys. Oh, and, actual and like cowboy. It's funny how I took that. I I pictured. A very, well, I mean, pictures of like drawings of Santa Fe and dusty terrains uh-huh. and things like that. Deserts. Or, or just That's like pretty a cowboy easy. and a cactus. Or somebody wearing a lot of turquoise. <laughs> like a lot of jewelry. <laughs> I, hope, I hope all of his heart was just cowboys and cactuses. That's it. Like, find your niche and stay there. Yeah. What do you draw? Cowboys, cactuses. Cactuses, that's it. Sometimes cowboys near cactuses. Sometimes a sad cactus. Sometimes cactuses near cowboys. Maybe, uh, I don't know. Cowboy on a cactus. Tarantula, maybe a snake. Oh, western. Snake a tarantula. If you like that crap. <laughs> I'm not jealous. I'm just envious. Just because he sells all the shit and I've got some real talent. Did she actually say I'm not jealous? I'm just envious? No, I said that. Oh, okay. I was I like, now that's awesome. She's not angry. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. Because I'm if, totally she, if fine. it weren't for the kids, I wouldn't live within a thousand miles of this idiot. I'm not angry. I just want to punch him in the yeah. face with his arm. I don't mean to put him down. Okay. No, I mean to put <laughs> him down literally him? while he's sleeping. I don't mean to put him down. <laughs> <laughs> but he sucks. But his I put him in the garage and I kept like the car Western running with the hose shit. in the... What? <laughs> if you like that Western shit. <laughs> oh, no. I just make... I just want to put my fist through his face. Can you help me? Help me put the fist through his face? Probably Or uh, point me towards a therapist or a divorce lawyer. Or a gun shop. Yeah. Especially if it's Western. I mean. I mean, you got one on every corner. Life imitating. You know what I mean? I do. Now can I talk about the Banksy thing for a second? Uh, Okay. When we said auction? I'm just Okay, are we we ready? I'm just following the protocol of the show. Yeah, I don't, um, show? Anyway. What we do is art. Okay. <laughs> okay. Did Is you see theater? the Banksy auction? When Sotheby's had an auction of a Banksy piece and somebody ended up spending millions of dollars on it and it basically imploded. It shredded itself after they hit the gavel. Yes. There I was think also... that was genius. This was last year though, I think, right? I don't know. It was a couple years ago because I remember there being a lot of people in the auction house. I remember that. There was one recently where an artist um, was commissioned to do something. And I think he was really put off by the commission. So he got two canvases and put it on the wall. And I think the the title of it was 
uh, take the money and run, Uh-oh. something like that. It was based like he just wanted to fuck these people over. Yeah, and, and took the money, and that Ran. was his. Yeah, but did they see it? Yeah, they're like, that's amazing. Of course they did, because it could be anything. I think that's what the story is. I again, I'm not. Oh, I don't know. Not in the. I don't art do a lot world. of research because I, I why bother? <laughs> I just rather in talk this day about and age, asses. Yeah, why do research? All right, here we go. Then I have for you. From the Bismarck Tribune, Bismarck, North Dakota, everybody's favorite Dakota, <laughs> Dakota Fanning, September 2nd, 1983. Laugh riot at parties. Everybody Dakota loves Fanning. Dakota Fanning. Oh, I just came from Dakota Fanning's house. Oh, yeah? <laughs> she won't stop screaming. <laughs> I don't know why. She just You go in, she kicks everybody out. She looks really tired all She's the time. She's great. I love Dakota yeah, Fanning. Yeah, I'm going to go to Gwen's house because I feel too great about me. I'll be at South Dakota Fanning <laughs> if you need me. Oh, much better. <sighs> all that turquoise jewelry. Oh, Southern. Dear Ann Landers, I am a person with a demanding profession. After work, if I am not too exhausted, I steal a few hours to paint. Although it started out as a hobby, several friends have offered to buy my paintings, and I have sold several. The problem is that I have given some paintings to friends who have admired them. The following things have happened. One, I learned later that they tried to sell my gift. Two, They really didn't care for the painting and never hung it. Three, they gave it away. Would it be appropriate to approach these people and perhaps get some of my paintings back? Please give me your thoughts. Signed, too generous an old miss. Oh, I should have done a southern accent. Too late now. Train has left the station. That's correct. Dear TG, once you have given a gift, you relinquish all claim to it. It would be tacky to ask for it back. I suggest you don't take too seriously the praise from your friends. From now on, when someone becomes ecstatic about a painting, wait for an offer. Ayan! You're somebody who has dealt in the fine arts, in the purchasing of fine arts. You have been savvy to this as you have sent me pictures of art that is not worth the price tag. Correct. So it would seem. I know nothing, really, because... You just sign the thing that says put it over there on the corner. That's fine. Just right over there. Do you think, what's the most expensive piece piece of art you've seen? I don't think I can really talk about that according to my NDA. Oh, no way. Really? Mm -hmm. (gasps) Because people could steal. Oh, valid. Ooh. It's like the the Isabella Stewart Gardner Museum in Boston that had the heist. Oh. You need to read about this. This is I don't need to do anything you, need to you do tell me some to. shit. All Let right. me tell you what. I feel like I want to make a movie in the style of Home Alone, but it has to do with the Isabella Stewart Gardner Museum heist. This was like back in the 90s. They've they've done a whole bunch of documentaries on it. It was on Netflix. I know this because I only learned things over the pandemic. All of right. a sudden they're there were all docu- true if they're in a documentary. Documentaries and serial killer shows. Yeah. Those were what I watched. Yeah. And uh these guys essentially walked into the Isabella Stewart Gardner Museum and stole seven priceless paintings. And they basically did it because there were two chotch kids that were running security. There was like no security on this. And, yeah, and it was like Beavis and Butthead were the security guards. Oh, to me, I think it would be like a really ridiculous sort of like hangover type movie. That's what I see. But mm-hmm. they, they just totally walked in and lifted them. And and in the in like the middle of the night, sort of like midnightish. I don't know all the details. I forget. I was drinking while I watched the documentary, yeah, as we all so do. I partially learned. Yeah. But they basically took these things and then they disappeared. They've never been able to find them. 
and it's been a wild goose chase ever since. That brought them down to like Florida. They think that some may be abroad and that like the the mob was involved in it, the mafia. I don't know. You got to look it up. Anyway, very easy to steal from a Boston museum. I guess. So I we, guess. they just walked out the front door with them. What do you just like, talk about sports? Like, oh, fuck no. Yeah. It's know. a Boston heist. So you're like, all right, kid, here's the thing. I need you to go get the Surratt. It's on the fourth floor. You come down here, we'll hop in the car, we'll go to Dunks. We're going to sell this shit to someone who lives in, uh, I don't know. Is Dunks Natick. short for Dunkin' Donuts? It sure is. Okay. We've got to get crawlers from Dunks. The bees are about to drop the puck. What? Steal that shit. You got to look up the Isabella Stewart Gardner Museum. I to, again, all right. All right I, I'll just got to, all right, um, write it down. Good. Before we begin, before we move on, I just uh-huh. am really disappointed that you don't have like a poltergeist theme um, display on your front yard because I've been thinking about it. Oh, <sighs> oh, son of a bitch! You moved the cemetery, but you left the bodies. You son of a bitch! You left the bodies, and you only moved the headstones. You only moved the headstones. Why? Why? <laughs> I just showed America my 1A. If he had played that when I, I bent did. over for the Army, that car would be covered in shit. I, That's cute. I didn't spill my milkshake because I didn't bring one, but there is a stain on this chair now. <laughs> what the hell? I got my ab. I think I'm a little bit in shock of just what That's the fuck just happened. I That's definitely am like. Sh- Are you sweating? Too? Yeah, I'm, I'm sweating. sweating. That scared the shit out of me. <laughs> I, guess we, I guess that's like that's like Pee Wee's magic word. <laughs> Everyone just goes nuts, except for some fucking terrifying clip from Poltergeist comes on. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Oh my God! Hope you're happy. Uh, yeah, yeah. There goes all my makeup. Oh, anyway, damn. Uh, all that it's is not worth it. a damn what I, I had to say I because don't I don't even know. I just, I'm so, so afraid. Jim just like men and blacked me. I have no <laughs> concept of what just happened. <laughs> I know. I blacked out. His... He has too much power with that stupid board. <laughs> <sighs> you know what? If if we go on, if we have tangents, it, it could be like a Pavlov thing. He could zap us with that thing at any second. I'm just not, saying. I'm no, just I, saying. I should have wrote it down. All right. Move it. Let's move it along before I wet my pants. Okay. I need to change my undies. Okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that, if we were cats, that would have been all nine. <laughs> all nine lives. <laughs> okay. All right. Here we cat. go. Um, this is from the Chillicothe Gazette. Chillicothe, Ohio, <laughs> April 29th, 1985. You pick this gazette often. I know. Well, I don't actually do it. Oh. Anyway. Dear Abby, I got a good laugh in the letter about the family who had their ex-son-in-law airbrushed out of a family portrait. <laughs> I found it particularly funny because I am a photo retouch artist who has given many people the brush. I removed not only wrinkles and zits, but entire people. I once turned a handsomely tuxedoed groom into some grass and and shrubbery, leaving his bride visible. On another occasion, I removed two ex-husbands from a family wedding portrait. 
The parents of this divorced daughters of the these divorced daughters became annoyed every time they looked at the pictures, so they hired me to remove the offending parties. My talent for making people disappear in photographs comes in handy. When I want to keep my husband in line, I just tell him if he doesn't behave, I will turn him into a tree. Signed, Kim Cousineau from Buffalo. Oh, Dear Kim, I'm reminded of some unsolicited advice I heard many years ago from a political figure who never missed an opportunity to get his picture in the newspaper. Honey, he said, when you're posing with three or, f- or more people, never stand on the end. They might cut you off. Ooh. So she, basically she's back to the futuring them. Yeah. She's just taking a little... under the sea dance. Yes, yes. Yeah. And the head is disappearing, then mm-hmm. the body... And he doesn't, That's he can't a very play good gift. But now that we're all online, anybody can just crop anybody out. I That's do right. it to my jewels all the time. There's pictures of the two of us together, and I'm like, God, I look good in this. This guy, however. Yeah, we're so cheap, <laughs> <my> God, <laughs> Get me the what scissors. What is this box full of me in it? I oh. just like to save you so that I can bring you with me, just yeah, you. I just like little pictures of you everywhere. Little, just, just your heads, but circles of heads. all in this box. And I'm definitely not using them for voodoo. No. No. <laughs> What's that doll? Shut up. <laughs> Shut up. Why does my knee hurt? I don't know. I don't know. What are you doing with that doll? Nothing. Do you, do you block people hurt? out of your... Does your all comes back to ass. Uh-huh. Do you, uh, do you, when somebody wrongs you, would you not post pictures of them? Why or would I post pictures of them after they wronged not me? Not after. Like, do you go back on your social media and like wipe out the pictures of you with them? Um, Social media didn't exist before me and my jewels, so I don't have to take them out of anything. I don't, it hasn't happened yet. Okay. Maybe. All right. I mean, if it popped up like, hey, remember this? It'd be like, no, and then delete it. It's like whenever somebody gets a divorce or breaks up, I'm like, I look at their Instagram just to see if they've deleted like the history of Starting them. over. <laughs> it's a starting over house. I need a new handle. Remember that starting over show? No. Did we talk about that? Starting over was like in the late 90s, 2000s. And it was like the starting over house. And like a lot of like, I think one of the Braxtons was on it. Of course one of the Braxtons was and on she, it. she, you know, she... They made her like sing the national anthem at a. Uh, uh, of course, they made her sing the national anthem at a mall or something just to get her, you know, her womanhood back. Oh. So all these women go into this house. They're mentored by Iyanla and <gasps> Ayanla some other Van people. Zandt? And they like, you know, it's the feelings. I don't know why I fucking watch this. It's just, it's not even like remotely entertaining. Wasn't this recent? No, I watch a lot of garbage, and this was like over the course of your life. Of course. But Ayanla Van Zant has her own podcast of she's that, right? She's gone up and down in life. Yeah, yeah. And her, now she's up. And her name is Ayanla. And that Ayanla, was the name of her show. Exciting and new. Now she owns a boat. Of course she does. And she's like pals with Oprah. No, I mean, she owns the love boat. She's Captain Stupid. Oh, even better. So every but time you go is... onto the love boat, she's right there. I know you're not doing great. Ayala? I know you're not doing great. Get in that circle dining room and uh, you just you... fucking sing tonight. Is the buffet open, though, Ayala? <laughs> you know it is. You know it is, but not for you. <laughs> if Ayala and Oprah hang out together, that's a lot of name. Ayala, Oprah, Oprah, Ayala. Is this the Letterman thing? Oh, it's Uma, not far up. Oprah. Uma, Ayanla, Oprah. Remember when that bitch shit the bed on national TV? Yeah, that was fun. That was rough. 
Let's move on. I have one more article for you. All right. Are you prepared? No. Oh, you're really going to like this one. This comes from the Star Tribune, Minneapolis, Minnesota, December 27th, 1990. Christmas time. Posing nude for art class taught 55-year-old a lot. <laughs> Tell me about it. Can you imagine? All right, think about that for a second. Okay. Dear Anne. About dead. I was amused to read the letters concerning nudity from baffled in Vancouver mm-hmm. and stark naked in San Marcos. Some years ago, at the age of 55, I responded to a city college request for figure models for its art classes. Their models are unclothed. I found it to be a most liberating growth experience. (laughs) (laughs) One which gave me enough insight into societal response to nudity to form the basis of a term paper for a psychology class I had. As a result of that experience, I became a confirmed nudist, visiting a nude beach in Santa Barbara as often as I could and doing my housework in a like state, as well as enjoying a lady friend's invitation to use her backyard for sunbathing. I think many of us might do well to confront our own feelings on the subject, though such exposure, like olives, may not be everyone's taste. There is a certain exhilaration and self-confidence that can be derived. Let us remember... We were all born without clothing. Signed, Nature Boy, in San Diego. There was a boy. And he was nude and liked olives. That's not an olive. Dear oh, boy, you're in ew. group two. You're in group two. That's <laughs> disgusting. <laughs> 4F, 4F. We can't send this guy to Afghanistan. Holy crap. Not with those hanging That's out. That's not a pimento. Dear Nature. There is nothing immoral about the unclothed body. Being self-conscious or ashamed of one's body is learned behavior. For years, nudists of all ages have formed colonies all over the world, enjoying nature with not so much as a fig leaf between them. Ian? (laughs) Well done. It's a good read. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. There is not any amount of money you could ever pay me even at peak fitness of my life uh-huh. when i was working out like four times a day and which crying is, in a corner which is current well uh, ish okay. i've been oh i've been much all more right hardcore. mrs carpenter everybody split a salad mm-hmm. that i would pose nude for an art class because you know then you have to deal with the finished product which is like sometimes it's why i will never go to a Times square caricature artist because he'd give it back to me and I'd be like, Jowls! I see the jowls! He got my jowls! So you like skateboarding, huh? No. Eh? You I like don't. surfing? I don't like any of those things, <laughs> mister. Those things don't look like anybody. In my mind, in my head, I actually look like a caricature design. Okay. So, you know, you put a big head on a small body, you're really halfway there. <laughs> it's already done the job for you. <laughs> Welcome to Mardi Gras. Did you ever get a caricature done at like a I think a, a long, theme park? Yeah. I feel like it was a rite of passage. America. Yes, yeah. totally. Oh. Yeah, what I were you doing? What was your activity? I don't know. That's because you so got to tell him ago, what it is. What if you sat down and he's like, so what do you like? And you're like, anal. Designing women. <laughs> what? <laughs> Fabric. Designing <laughs> women. What do you like? Ralph Lauren. <laughs> <laughs> oh, who do I like? No, it- oh, I'm I'm sorry. Do I start again? What kind of kid is this? What do you like, Jason Momoa? <laughs> okay. Female comedians. Um, <laughs> I like to talk about marital disputes. 
I like walking around a pool. Yeah, window shopping. Yeah. And um, Susie Flats. Orman. Yeah. yeah. Susie Orman. <laughs> like, oh, okay. I like the vocal stylings of Regis Philbin. Yeah, I mean, who um, I like yeah. Edie Gourmet. Who doesn't? I love a hospital corner. Okay, next, get him out of there. <laughs> <laughs> Edie Gourmet, what kid does it? <laughs> All right. Should we do Instagram mail? Or do you want to go? All right. All right. We're going to do a little Instagram mail and then we'll go back. All right. Okay. Here we go. Back to what? Back to Instagram mail. What? Instagram mail. We're going back to it? Oh, we're going forward in time. Okay. Uh, I got to get back. Back. Back, back to, to school Instagram again. again. Instagram. All right. Ready? Yes. Are we ready? Yes. It's time. time. For Instagram mail, Instagram mail. We're talking about art, something I know nothing about. Naked people, naked people, naked people, naked people, naked question from you fair listeners so send us your instagram mail questions via dearpodofficial at gmail.com or slide into our dms at dearpodofficial where we can answer your advice question on the air this week is a doozy are you ready for a this double doozy a double duty doozy. Doozy. do it patty duty it patty dear pod I was wondering how you think these new TikTok challenges can be handled at schools. The September challenge that seems to keep continuing was to destroy school bathrooms by taking off the soap dispensers and urinating and pooping on the floors. Some of the students have even gone as far as painting the walls with poop. Yes, I did just say that. These are not kindergarten children. These are 13 and 14-year-old children. How do you think the teacher's administrator should handle these children? I can't wait for your advice. Frustrated. Pooping artists in Connecticut. Wow. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Gonna have to wash my hands. Dear PA and CT, while I'm not well versed on TikTok, I am well versed on Hell Week. Hell Week is that special time in a fraternity when the pledges reach the end of their pledgeship and transition into the Brotherhood. It is chaotic, sometimes brutal, and mostly very loud. Prior to this, of course, is the pledge walkout. This is super fun for all. It is when the pledges seemingly destroy the fraternity house by playing tricks and pranks to get back at the brothers from, from the current year and flee to another campus for camaraderie and brotherhood, all in the spirit of togetherness. With that said, such fun pranks and jokes can go a bit too far. I've heard rumors at one campus that pledges removed all the bathroom stall doors, shower curtains, etc. from the bathroom, urinated everywhere, released crickets in the hallways, and sprayed deer urine everywhere. Uh-uh. It's southern Indiana. Well, for those that enjoy a clean home, let's just say that this particular Hell Week was a lesson learned in cleanliness and godlessness. You see, the common theme in the TikTok challenge and pledge walkouts is the unforeseen repercussions. As you can imagine, no one was going to put the fraternity house back together if they didn't do it themselves, and the school administrator should not have to scrape the walls down either. What goes up must come down, as they say. As a group of poor, pitch-perfect orphans once sang, it's a hard-knock life. It certainly is when you make human Jackson Pollocks everywhere and expect others to appreciate it. While a stern shouting might make you feel better, it doesn't do much. Now, a little elbow grease and hours cleaning poop and corn from the floors and walls, now that'll, that'll be a lesson learned. 
When you spend an intimate afternoon with Mr. Clean and your lunch from the day before, only to then spend hours removing it from your fingernails, you have so much to contemplate. Why did I do this? Who was really punished? Did I eat spinach yesterday? Some kids have it way too easy and parents let them get away with everything and treat their children like kings even when they are caught brown-handed. No consequences. No lessons learned. Write a check and make it all go away. Right? Wrong. Listen, Butterball, it's time to pay the pooper and realize that not everyone gets a trophy. You don't get a badge just for showing up. And when you draw Willy Wonka's chocolate factory on school grounds, you're going to have to get your hands dirty and remove that stink yourself. No pain, no gain. If you smelt it and you dealt it, you better stink it and clean it. Treat them like dogs and put their heads to the stain. Did you do this? Did you do this? They'll run back to their crates for sure. Think twice before pissing you off again and resume hours spent alone. Locked in their own bathrooms with hand lotion and Kleenex. Abby. Stinkin' and poopin'. Stinkin' Stinkin and and poopin'. Cleanin' and scrubbin' (laughs) under your nails. Each night of this This is disgusting, and here's what Anne has to say about it. Please, sing it, sister. Dear Frost, I never thought I'd say this, but your letter makes me long for the days of people dropping buckets of freezing water over their heads, choking themselves with cinnamon, and eating Tide Pods. At least then, if you were going to do something stupid for internet fame, the only one you hurt was yourself. It's so reassuring to know that this is the future of our country, smearing poop on walls like your bubbles the chimp. And even he would have more sense than to vandalize a school bathroom. In my day, if someone tried to pull a stunt like this, you got a bag thrown over your head and you woke up three days later in a military school in Guam. And going viral meant you needed a strong antibiotic cream. But kids these days are a hot mess, easily controlled by their equally dumb friends and easy access to their toodle phones. Well, I have a toodle phone too, and I asked Jeeves about this stupid thing that's happening that's making students literally shit all over their schools. It's called the hashtag Devious Licks Challenge. Hashtag. In my days, it was a pound sign. Here's the, up- here's the upside. These schmucky preteens with their partially formed frontal lobes don't realize they're leaving a video trail. You want to go viral? You need to use the hashtag. You use the hashtag... We see who the hell you are. One screen grab and you got a case. Oh, hey, Your Honor, here's video proof of my student, a devious dick vandalizing school property. Throw the book at him. Not only will these kids get expelled, they will have to answer to the courts. As for some more instant gratification, I say don't clean the bathrooms. These are student bathrooms, are they not? Let them stew in their own juices until school lets out in May. Who cares if the second and Third floors get flies. You know me. Retribution plays the long game and doesn't care about comfort. Also, find out if it's against the law to shoot children out of cannons. I'm sure there are no provisions in either the schools, laws, or the Constitution. And I don't think anyone would stand in your way. Good luck, you hard-working son of a bitch. And start slapping back! Ayan! If I worked at a school... And I walked into a bathroom. Uh-uh. You. Wait, wait. Let me let me picture it. Okay, it's there. Go ahead. First of all, <laughs> when I wake back up after walking into that bathroom, uh-huh. 
Because you know homeless people have done this to the Starbucks in Hell's Kitchen, right? Oh, so they're they're part of the hashtag Devious Licks Challenge? Right. Oh, okay, yeah. good. Wait, have <laughs> yeah. they really done this in the Starbucks bathrooms? Correct. Like before anything. Like they've been doing that for years. I mean. They're the OGs. It's like the original like, cake challenge. <laughs> That's not fun, dude. Wait, cake farts? What? Is that what you mean? No, I mean like frosting on the... Anyway. Oh. Mo- moving along. <laughs> I would immediately find these children and like literally like just trap them in there, glue the windows shut. Yep, yep. Let them like, sit in there. And close the door mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and give them like like one thing of paper towels. I am all for capital punishment. Why the hell would you pay for someone else to clean that Oh, up? no, you shouldn't. You no. never, ever should. No, 100% it's the kids that would have to do it. But they are getting, in some schools at least, they're getting like expelled and they're getting nailed for, you know, public vandalization or something like that. I feel like it's not enough. Seriously, you should be able to punch a kid out. <laughs> There's think, something that's going to come back to haunt me in five years. I think they say. should clean the bathrooms for like the entire year. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. I don't think you should expel them because then they're just going to be stupid. And then they're just going to shit in someone else's house. Okay. I like this argument. Yeah. You make him go in, see what it's like, fucking clean it up. I mean. Yeah, Mr. Clark, don't play. Like, why would you have, <laughs> why would you have, <laughs> why wouldn't you have these kids do it? I don't know. I would never let an adult clean that. Ever, ever, ever. But you know what? How long are you spending in that fucking bathroom? Well, it's all the student bathrooms that they're they're. I understand up, that. So it's all them. But you are painting with your poop. Yeah. Like, at a and certain like, point, are does you your body it? ever? Like you're just like, wow, that looks really great. Thanks, Steve. Is it Let's a Banksy? <laughs> Well, you know my name is Simon, and I like to do drawings. I like to draw all day long, so come and do drawings with me. Come and do drawings with me. So I am very excited to introduce our special guest this week for our art theme. Are you excited? We have a special guest. Very. Very. All right, here we go. He is an acclaimed illustrator and caricature artist specializing in theatrical productions. His work has been featured in the Wall Street Journal, the L.A. Times, Variety, and Playbill. New York Times has hailed him as the heir of Al Hirschfeld. That's right. Please welcome Justin Squiggs Robertson. Hello. Sorry, someone light a match. Oh, that's okay. Welcome to school. It's uh, it's uh, gonna be a Please long don't night slap for me. you. <laughs> you know what? Jules is a little too trigger happy with all of his specialty I'll things say. he's uploaded to oh, his, his board over there. <laughs> I am so excited to have you on I'm, the podcast. I'm so happy to be here at the podcast. And you're in studio tonight at the Maha I'm Atiki in the Maha Maharishi Maha. Lounge. Thank you, vaccine. It's very lovely to have you here. <laughs> yes, indeed. Vax waxed and overtaxed. Oh, That's oh, right. wow. Political, too. Like a little that. edgy. I like yeah. him. <laughs> yes, let's do this. Let's talk about art with art. you, sir. Okay. You are our resident artiste. You are phenomenal, so talented. I am very uh, 
fortunate to say that I actually have a squigs. Yes, you do. From Susical? Yes. From I Susical. am part of a grand squigs. Yes. So you've been doing this a long time. Yeah, I've been doing it for a while. Yeah. It started as um, as uh, gifts for fellow cast members when I was when I was performing, which I still do, but you know, much were less you, now. Were you in Susical with No, Aaron? no, I uh, I knew Garrett Long or no Garrett Long. Oh. I still know her. She's yeah. still alive. She's still <laughs> um, she, uh, Rest and, in peace. Yes, yes. Uh, and uh, so, yeah, we had worked together at the Music Theater of Wichita and mm-hmm. uh, and she commissioned a sketch for the the touring company. And it included like everybody on that tour including like the bus driver and the you know, carpenters and the. Oh, yeah. It was everybody. one of the best gifts ever. What a cool, cool individual thing to get. And I had never met you before that. And I was like, yep, he got the essence of me. I mean, I was wearing a toaster on my head. <laughs> you at the were. Time. You, yeah. Yes. Yes. You had that, the uh, to- toast buttering. I was the in, peanut in butter the, jelly girl. Peanut butter oh. jelly girl. And the face was so spot on. <laughs> it was terrifying. He tricky, is so The tricky talented. thing about that one was just there's so many people in the sketch. And I was like, I had to, you know, do my best to, like, you know, capture people individuals uh-huh. first of all not having met them um yeah. but uh, also just in in such a, a big small space essentially capturing like 65 or 70 people you and know. to capture what you do is capture like the spirit of people did you see That's, the show a lot before doing um that? i think i saw it once or twice I, I, and, but I, you know, there there were some photos and, and that sort of a thing. But I, uh, um, and you know, Garrett was, you know, she worked with me on uh, getting some visual reference, you know, as much as I as I needed, you know, to, nice. to do it. But I, I saw the show. I think one time, maybe in Orange County, California, and then I think I went to when you were in San Diego. I remember it was during Halloween time, and you yes. decorated the hallway, and it was about the time that the ring the ring came out. Yep, yep. Yeah, and, and we dressed up one of the cast Cindy members Lou as the girl from was the, ring. the girl from the ring. <laughs> Like crawling, crawling down the hallway. We we went all out. I guess. So are you are you always commissioned or like does it when a say like a new show like say Moulin Rouge? Sure. Um, no, I, I, uh, I have for the, for the past um, uh, 10 years, uh, pre-pandemic, I, I worked with uh, Broadway.com. Mm-hmm. And I'm still, I, you know, we're still trying to figure out what that is now. But I would typically get assigned uh, what they wanted to have on their site. Mm-hmm. And then with those, I would, you know, work, uh, I would get press tickets to go. And I would, you know, I'd get paid a, a bit per sketch to, uh, mm-hmm. to draw that for the website. Um, but yeah, there, there are times that I go and see shows that I, that I just really feel passionate about and I, I enjoy and I mm-hmm. want to, you know, do my best to promote, you know, to help promote it and, and I'll, you know, draw it on my own sometimes, but. Yeah. And so do you try to get as many um, characters and, because like, I I love what you do because uh, Hirschfeld sketches are fantastic oh, and yeah. you are definitely like the heir. Oh, well, um, but what you always do is you, uh, there's even in like, even in Shadow, you have like secondary and third characters, which I think is so great because you recognize nearly everybody. Right. And you know. I do my best to, to include as many people as possible. One of the more practical reasons for that, especially with my work with Broadway.com, is they um, they want as many people in the sketch as possible because in the age of social media, you know, that means possibly more posting and more clicks and that oh, sort of right, thing. Oh, right, right, right. Um, so, yeah, so that's one of the reasons. But it's also, I'm you know, I'm such a, a big fan of the collaboration of theater um, that, you know, there, there are just so many people that, you know, you don't always see recognized, you mm-hmm. know, that um, if I can do a little bit to help that, you know, I'll, you know, I love that. So do you have, do you have any Easter eggs in your, in your art? Like Nina? I don't. I, well, see, the funny thing is like, I, I get that question actually quite a bit um, yeah, because, because of, you know, Hirschfeld and, and his daughter's name. Um, but I, I tried to do something like that when I first started uh, drawing in New York and I, um, I picked, 
you know, because Nina is very angular. It's like, you know, yeah. very, just mm-hmm. lines. You can hide it in clothing folds and hair and that sort of a thing. So I picked a, a sh- short, you know, angular word, and I picked Al, which, you know, for Al Hirschfeld. And then also my grandpa's name was Al. Oh. So, I, I, so I tried to, um, to start putting that in sketches. And, uh, and it was just, um, I kept forgetting. <laughs> so I had <laughs> like, a deadline, and I'd be like, oh, crap. I forgot to put Al in there. Well, but, but if it's not organic to you as sure. an artist, then there's yeah. a thing about right, that. Right, yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. And, and also, just the fact that um, uh, Hirschfeld was uh, having his work seen in the newspaper every week. Mm-hmm. And that's, you know, it's tangible and you can see the fine print. And um, on uh, on web uh, web uh, browsers, uh, you know, that's 72 DPI or whatever. And so to hide, you know, a word... In, in the sketch, you have to kind of make it kind of big and obvious. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I just didn't, didn't think that that was eventually, you know, I didn't think that was, you know, something that I wanted to try to, you know, make that a gimmick. Yeah. It just didn't feel right for yeah. me personally. So I think people get so, like, they're so ecstatic when you do them because it's it's such like a, I don't know, it's it's like the the cartoons at, at Sardi's and It feels else. like a big honor yeah. to oh, get a squigs. Oh, wow. Because That's... it does. It feels like it's in that same theatrical tradition of you get a picture at Sardi's, you get a Hirschfeld done. I know, you know, a friend of mine has a framed Hirschfeld, like, you know, it's worth so much oh, and sure. she adores it. Yeah, she hangs it in her bathroom. <laughs> Not my first choice. No. <laughs> but, you know, you have that same kind of cachet. Well, thank you. I, I I appreciate that. And you know, for for the for the record, the the New York Times didn't hail me as the. Uh, uh, um, it, uh, the it was uh, a line of airs, it, yeah, right? It was, there were a few artists in that article that you know were that were mentioned, you know, by the so so I'm I was I'm still incredibly we're grateful for it. We're not talking about. That. I know, and it's, fuck it's, it's, them. It's definitely in my bio, but um, but I wasn't the only one in that article. Oh, so, anyway. look at you! You're doing your so due diligence humble. where I am not. That's correct. In my mind, you're already the next Hirschfeld, and those other guys can go scratch. This is why there's not a tits a wonderful life too. <laughs> because of people like me. That's I right. am sorry. I am sorry. Uh, when did you first start drawing? Uh, well, as a kid, you know, just, you know, I think when, when, you know, anybody who draws, you know, something that they enjoy, you know, that was, you know, that was my, one of my things. And I just didn't really stop, you know, mm-hmm. kind of a thing. Um, you know, I, I, you know, had parents that really just kind of encouraged, you know, me to, you know, keep going with it. And, and, it, and it was funny cause it wasn't my thing for, you know, I went to college first as a film major oh. and then transitioned to theater because that's where the money is. Um, right. Yeah. And, uh, and, course, yeah. and so I didn't really do the illustration. I didn't study it. I didn't, you know, other than, you know, uh, you know, art classes, you know, when I was a kid and then a few continuing studies courses in the, in the past 10 years. Um, so, uh, it kind of wasn't my thing, but then once I started doing theater, um, it, it really was, it was cl- uh, closing that gifts when I was a poor college student. Yeah. And I was like, um, you know, what can I do? I, I'm so jazzed by this experience of doing this show with all these amazing people. What can I do? I'll, I'll draw a picture of everybody. And like, oh. I got, you know, nice enough uh, feedback from the first one that I, you know, kept doing it. And so now, you know, I have like, you know, like 65 different sketches of shows that I've done over the years and that sort of a thing. So, yeah. No, is it like an actual sketch or is it something that's done on the computer or how do you do it? Um, well, when I first started doing it, it was, it was pen and ink, you know, mm-hmm. and because I'm such a uh, Hirschfeld nut, you know, it was, it was black and white line. Mm-hmm. And over the years uh, I added color, but um, to do that, I still do uh, pen and ink up until the line work. Mm-hmm. And then I color in Photoshop. Okay. So, and using scans of uh, um, ink spatter. You know, to kind of give texture and oh, gotcha. and that sort of thing. So, so it's yeah. like a hybrid. It is of skills. I'm kind of a bridge between old school and new school. Oh, oh. I love oh. that. Oh, okay. old that school, new school good. bridge. <laughs> it's just like 
Does it sound like people you know? No. Old school advice for new school problems? I think you're right, Erin. Dear Pod Official on Patreon. That's right. How about that? Um, so who are, aside from Hirschfeld, do you have other favorite artists or people who have created an impression upon you, inspired you? Absolutely. There's, there's an artist that is, is kind of known as... Um, uh, a, 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 uh, he had a, had work at about the same time as, as Hirschfeld over most of their careers. Sam Norkin is it, it was his name. Uh, he passed away a few years ago. Um, but he, if you look at his work, it looks very much in that same realm uh, mm-hmm. as you know, black and white line. And I think my work actually kind of it, it looks a little bit more like his work than than Hirschfeld's even. Mm-hmm. I, you know, and, and I've you know I, I've chatted with the gang over at the Hirschfeld Foundation, and and they're you know incredible folks, um, and doing a lot of great arts education things. But um, but yeah, he was uh, they were they were like, oh yeah, yeah, that's I could see that. You know, mm-hmm. definitely some Norkin in there. So, nice. um, yeah, I mean, there's so many artists that uh, have been drawing for Broadway, um, you know, uh, or or just uh, you know around uh, uh, Robert Risco, um, Robert D. Michelle. Um, yeah, just some, and, and then, you know, uh, they're amazing artists are, are popping up every day. You know, I'm just like, that's most of who I follow on, on Instagram is, is, you know, some of these, some of these kids, you know, whipping out these amazing digital drawings. I'm like, oh, this is great. So good. Yeah. So, yeah. Did you go to like a lot of art museums and stuff growing up? Where'd you grow up? Grew up in Oregon. Yeah, a small town called uh, Lebanon. Born well, in art museum Lebanon. capital of the world. Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I, you know, I, I, I've, did go to a lot of museums, you know, you know, the, the folks tried to keep us kids, you know, cultured and, and stuff. So we'd go, you know, we, we went to see, uh, symphonies and we went to see theater and went to art museums. Um, I think most of what I've done is over, over the years, I mean, once I, once I learned about Hirschfeld and this is, you know, back in, in college, I was like, uh, I was like, oh, this, you know, I, I started buying every book that I could find of, you know, collections of his stuff. Mm-hmm. And not that I wanted to copy him and everything. But I was just so enraptured by the fact that he was, he's kind of like, um, it's kind of like the like the Forrest Gump of of uh, of artists, because, you know, because he's like there in the background of every photo, you know, kind of he's like yeah. always, or um, Zelig, you know, the Woody Allen character, um, but basically someone who's like kind of has been part of pop culture for for decades, decades. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and uh, and and just capturing something. It's like, you know, if if, if you know, it's like that someone in a tree uh, song from Pacific Overtures, where it's like if, if someone wasn't there to see it, you know, did it really happen kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. And he's, he was like, he's witness to so many, so many things, you know, in, in theater, but also politics and TV and film. Yeah. Yeah. So. yeah. And I feel like he did so much with so little because every, it was all about minimal lines yeah. to create yeah. crazy punch. Yeah. One of my favorite things um, about Hirschfeld is that, uh, uh, you know, everyone knows the Sunday um the Sunday, the big illustration he would do every Sunday mm-hmm. in the Times, and the people would hunt for the Ninas and that sort of a thing. But they, uh, there were also for a while he did a Friday column, which was kind of just one column. Uh, and so he had to, he had a had parameters to work with. It had to be, you know, tall and thin, kind of a, mm-hmm. a, a sketch. And so those were ones that um, that you, he the most economy in in his line work was in those. Uh, there's a great drawing of uh, René Aubergenois from uh, Big River. He was playing the Duke in Big River. And it's kind of just this curly cue that shows just the rubbery, you know, rubbery presence of, of this character and uh, and stuff. It's so, so much fun. I mean, yeah, yeah. He, he was, I mean, he was in his prime for decades, but, um, but so much of, of what he, uh, you know, it, it was amazing about him is the... Uh, you know, the, the economy, just how we could just distill so much into so, such mm-hmm. a few lines. Yeah. yeah. And in, and like black and white, mm-hmm. you know, it's so like, it, it almost like takes your breath away. Like it's yeah. so like, 
commanding. Absolutely. Know? And then and then his color work is fantastic too. It's like he did so I forget how many TV guide covers he did, but some of those Did just, he? Oh yeah. Oh my god. How did I mean, my family was a TV Guide family. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he really. Did. I love I, the guy. I have a, I have a couple of the TV Guide covers in the in the in the bathroom. Uh, ones of um, uh, Edith and Archie Bunker. Ah. Uh-huh. And one is of uh, Ricardo Montalban and Hervé Villachez from Fantasy Island. I guess I didn't know that he did color. I always yeah. Th- I always just assumed it was. It was black just and black and white. For the yeah, stuff that I've seen. Yeah, it's it's really pretty fast. He he did a few things for the Times like later in his in, you know in his life. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think like the uh, Beauty and the Beast, the original. Um, Broadway run was that one was was in color. So um, oh. and uh, I think Hairspray was. He did one that was um, a really great one of, of Liza Minnelli, and it's again using that really e- economical line, very very e- economical. But he did some of the lines in, in in color, which was just fascinating. Just like this little pop of color, it was really mm-hmm. really really. So did cool. Liza. She did a lot of lines too, <laughs> but they weren't in color. I just liked them white, simple, clean. Minimal. <laughs> Minimal. Acha. Exciting. <laughs> Whoopee. Skidoo. <laughs> oh, God, I skidooed myself. Oh, Lord, I've said too much. Is that spinach? <laughs> Full oh, circle. Full circle, y'all. Uh, is it only theater that inspires you, or do you find inspiration elsewhere? Um, I, I do. I'm, you know, and, and basically... Because it's been my bread and butter, you know. Theater has been what I've drawn, you know, yeah. most of the time. But I, you know, I, I'm kind of, you know, wanting to branch out, and it's just a matter of just like picking up the pen and doing it, you know. But um, but I, I mean, I'm such a fan of so much that's going on on TV right now, and and uh, oh yeah, I, TV is good inspiration for you. We got yeah. good TV. Yeah. <laughs> Give me like a good Walking Dead, a nice zombie, something <laughs> clean and bloody. Yes, yes. Have you done anything recently from t- like a show that you're? fan of um, yeah. I, I've, I've been I've been doodling a little bit on Ted Lasso kind of love the Ted Lasso oh, yeah. oh I'll yeah. buy one of those <laughs> yeah yeah well I mean it, it's one of those things where it's just a matter of just spending the time doing it you know and mm-hmm. and uh, you know kind of putting it out there but yeah that's something I have also done dabbled a little bit in like political illustration and that sort of a thing mm-hmm. I uh I took a class at uh, School of Visual Arts a few years ago, with uh, and I saw it because um, another illustrator that I really admire, uh, Steve Brodner, um, who's really well known in the in the political um, you know illustration world, uh, was teaching this class in, in the continuing studies program, and I was like, oh, I'm going to take this class, and it was so much fun. I mean, so I did dabble a bit in like political illustration there, but he also encouraged me to to do what I was doing, and he's I've been back to like speak to some of his classes just because I'm you know, doing this, you know, kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's, I, you know, it feels really great. But, uh, but yeah, he, um, even I was so busy at one point that I was like, I can't do the, the assignment this week or next week or whatever. I just have all these drawings to do. And he's like, well, you know, one of your drawings for work, you just bring it in as your class project. So, <laughs> so yeah, so we wow. worked on, you know, okay. that was, uh, Frank Langella in the father. You know, he, so Steve Brodner helped me. <laughs> that is that. one terrifying photo. <laughs> I feel like any Frank Langella photo is like that nun from The Conjuring artwork. Yeah. I don't know why I have an absolute fear of Frank Langella. I just feel like it's I need intense. to get that out. Yeah. It's, well, it's, it's the Dracula thing, I think, partially, but he's he is such a presence. Yeah. I'll yeah. say. I yeah. just look at him and I'm like, you could kick my ass. If I just yeah, stepped out of line I think the wrong so. way. I can't the, tell with, if that excites with, me or. Right. <laughs> well, and, you know, and he, you know, Frank Langella was known for a couple versions of Dracula, one being the, the, uh, the, the stage version that was done at the, uh, well, then the Martin Beck. Um, but it was designed by Edward Gorey, who's another black and white line illustrator that I really love. Yes. Um, you know, he's doing these kind of, you know, I think uh, Edwardian era, you know, 
drawings of children meeting untimely deaths. Um, Why do I love him so much? Oh my god! <laughs> but he's he, right up my sign alley. Sign me up! <laughs> yeah, he, he designed he designed the set and costumes for uh, that production of Dracula, and uh, and it was all in black and white except for like little pops of red. Oh, that's and, lovely. And he, he won a Tony for, I thought, I mean, I, in retrospect, I'm like, why didn't he win for the set? And um, But he won for costumes. Kind of a trip. But, huh? well, yeah. That's bizarre. Yep. Interesting. You, you can go visit his Tony in, uh, in on Cape Cod in, at the Edward Gorey house. There's an, oh. Of course it's in Cape Cod. I'm mm-hmm. telling you, the creepiest things are in New England. <laughs> I was just go. near there. I should have gone. I should have goried. Uh I, I enjoy Gory. I'm an Edward Hopper gal, though. Oh, yeah. No, yeah, I love, I love the Hopper. Do you have a favorite Hopper. artist? Prince? <laughs> Formerly known as. Yes. Formerly known as. But then no. back again. Don't you don't have do. a favorite artist? No. Well, I mean, when I was a kid, I liked Norman Rockwell a oh, lot. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, interesting. But now, like, I follow a lot of artists online, especially, like, the like the gay artists. Yeah. Because they're just kind of fun, and if they do it right, whimsical. I sat for one. I told you that before. <gasps> Wait, who? Uh, Chuck and Paul's friend, Eric. Oh, that's right, because you posted that, and it was cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's also a guy that I'm following on Instagram. I can't remember anybody's names because I, my brain is a sieve. Thank you, <laughs> Cocaine. Um, is, uh, Erica Cocaine. Erica Cocaine. <laughs> It's a guy who he just reached like over a million followers and he just draws people on the subway. Oh, I, yeah, I started following him too. Yeah. yeah. Who's that? Uh, I, I'm, my mind See, just I'm too. telling yeah. you. And, and he just, he's been highlighted and all of a sudden he had art at Sotheby's. Yeah. yeah. It was crazy. He's like, really great. He's gone but yeah, he does viral. these like drawings of, you know, so he'll draw someone on the subway and then give them the pencil sketch. And then people will cry. And, well, and of course. Oh, yes. Yeah. But I can't remember him. Yeah. I also Isn't that liked, so sad? We're all like, I love that guy. Don't know his name. But I also liked <laughs> the um, the artwork at the, I think it was the end of Good Times. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And then I would follow that, um, which was also on uh, Marvin Gaye's, one of Marvin Gaye's albums. Oh, wow. And it was just so like colorful and vibrant. Mm-hmm. And you're like, what? like you, I just wanted to like know more about it. And then yeah. it, they, there was actually a display in Columbus Circle years and years ago. And I was like, I can't even believe this is like, because it popped in my head. I'm like, oh, I love that. And then I walked into Columbus Circle and there was like a whole oh, wow. mini exhibition. I'm like, oh, you, for real you, right you conjured it. I think I conjured it. You manifested. Yeah. You're a manifesting wow. queen. Yeah. I'm just, you know, art is everywhere. I mean, people are creating stuff, you know, every day, you know, and, you know, every minute. And it's, 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 it's just fun to go through life, like just keeping your eyes open for stuff like that, that just resonates with you. you yeah. Know? And well, it's, it's also like, not to, it's just something that this type of art is so like, um, bright and mm-hmm. like especially during what we've all been going through sure it just is so like electric you know because mm-hmm. like it makes you feel good it makes you feel happy yeah. Absolutely. because it's actually artistic oh, you know it's but like also some what i like, love is that, that like it captures the essence of the people that because i know some of the people that you've done these pictures for and like it's cool to see like you don't just capture the physicality you captured the essence of who they are yeah. on stage oh, which is a yikes. wild tough thing to do thank you i, I you know and really i have i have you know i have a lot of goals for when i whenever i you know do it a drawing and part of it is again the, the whole, about the collaboration of theater it's like you know i do want to capture the, the physicality or the, the personality of the actor i mean if, if that's if that's something that's part of their character yeah I, obviously also the character and the storytelling of the show that the, the you know that i'm drawing but i also want to like um 
give a nod to the the designers and you know and and mm-hmm. you know I, if I'm choosing a color palette it's, it's typically along the lines of you know what they've created on the stage so it's you know it, it's I, I just I admire other people's work and so I kind of partially just want to be a mirror of it you know yeah. kind of a thing yeah how long does it take roughly now from um, soup to nuts they're like here's your nuts. assignment go you go and you see the show what are you looking for and how long will it take you from that point when you leave? sure sometimes out of necessity I, i'll have to you know turn around a sketch really quickly like there have been times where i've seen a show at you know eight o'clock on a thursday and i have to turn it in by the next day at noon you know, kind of a <gasps> oh wow um, and uh, it, that doesn't happen too often you know uh, i think on average i i in, in whenever whenever we get back to a busy season on Broadway when there's openings like mm-hmm. like in April typically there's sometimes three and four or five openings a week kind of a thing um uh those times like I think maybe my average is like two or three days that I'll have between seeing the show and and then drawing it mm-hmm. uh, but I you know part of that I try to do my homework beforehand you know to see what you know visual you know photos have been taken already what you know sometimes a show will do an appearance you know, on a on a talk show before, mm-hmm. you know, before their show opens. So there'll be some reference of costumes and that right. sort of a thing. But That's a crazy turnaround time. I did not expect you to say that. If anybody ever said to me, Erin, go see the show on Thursday and then get me the art. And I'd be like, okay, so <laughs> you can get this in two and a half years. <laughs> Is that okay? Is that a good turnaround for you? That's an that's a crazy fast turnaround. Especially for the detail that I that sure. goes into them. And then, yeah. you know, if I do have a quick turnaround, I have the luxury of of kind of choosing how much I'm going to draw and mm-hmm. how much you know what, what I'm going to include. And you know, I think that you know people would be lenient with me if I were you know not to include the entire cast you know mm-hmm. per se. But, yeah, um, give me a break, man. Yeah, like, you um, get Mandy Patinkin, and that's it. Yeah. Well, <laughs> uh, it was Les Mis, and you just focused on Valjean. Why is there just a flag? There's yeah, just a, there's just a red flag <laughs> and, <laughs> and a wagon wheel. Yeah, yeah. Um, but no, I think the, there was one time that I actually I videoed myself as I like in pieces as I you know just to show the process kind of a thing of uh, of a show that I had a quick turnaround on, and I, th- I think it was. Um, Motown. And I couldn't really, I mean, there was obviously, you know, uh, Barry Gordy and, you know, and, and Diana Ross and, and a hundred thousand people. There, are, oh my there God. are, there were like, you know, 18 yeah. headliner acts in the, yeah. in the show. So I, I, there's I, only 45 songs in the whole freaking show. <laughs> right, right. And so, yeah, so that one, I was just kind of like, I just had to draw as much as I could. And, yeah. you know, I'm not going to lie. You said Motown, but I heard O-Town. O-Town? He also did O-Town. <laughs> yes. yes <laughs> boy that. band, yes. remember that? O-Town. <laughs> You should draw yeah, O-Town. Yeah, rep with Alter Boys. Can I commission yeah. you to do O-Town? O-Town. <laughs> wow. Okay. I'll commission you to not do that commission. <laughs> I'll take that commission as well. <laughs> um, when we were talking about the pandy, the pandemic, yeah. uh, the you know, pandy Newton, <laughs> did you feel like, because I think a lot of artists went through crazy ups and downs during the pandemic, did that give you more inspiration or did you feel more stifled? Was it tougher to get, like, the juices churning, for lack of a better term. It's going to be juices. Ew! Um, I promised you a good show. Thank, thank you. Thank you very much. Um, I think that, I mean, with everyone, I think, again, there are ups and downs. I, you know, there were times that I just felt like, um, you know, I didn't want to get out of bed, <laughs> much less yeah. go to my desk yeah. and draw, you know. But then there were times where I was like, okay, let me create these, you know, silly videos on Instagram and just, like, draw something and time lapse it and, you know, sh- just show something. Um, at other times, I, like at one point when, you know, it was, it was still rather uncertain, you know, when theater was coming back that I started, um, creating, I did this little short film called Hearts to Half mm-hmm. and, uh, and illustrated it's, it's kind of, it's 
crudely animated. It's not really animated, but it's like kind of stills that like interact with each other kind of thing. But they, um, but it's basically, it was basically about someone who grows up and, you know, hearing stories around the, the fireplace, you know, from, you know, older relatives and, and then that translates into going into a theater and hearing stories told from the stage and, and how then that all went dark. And then some of the things that were uh, taking the place of, you know, of what, you know, entertainment and, you know, filling our hearts at the time in saw all these, you know, virtual things, Zoom. So it like actually represented some of the things that were going on, like, uh, um, uh, oh, shoot, uh, Seth Rudetsky and James Wesley's uh, Stars in the House. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. You know, the online it, shows. Yeah, that the were online happening. shows and the online readings and that sort of thing. So I kind of represented that. And like eventually, you know, and at that point, things hadn't come back yet, but it was still it had, it looked ahead to a, a hopeful, you know, mm-hmm future and so so yeah it was fun I collaborated with a with a, a, a you know a great uh, composer um, and uh, and kind of made this this really fun project that um, you know kind of helped my heart you know yeah. kind of mend but um, yeah I think and I, I actually um, I did have an actually a decent year because people were still paying for for art for various reasons um, and I could do it from home so you know as long oh, as I had things to look at online, I could yeah. could work. So I, you know, I it wasn't crazy, you know, bad for me financially, but right. um, but uh, it was, you know, it was it was lonely, you know, yeah, <laughs> you know, just there and me and my desk. So. I know. See, that's what it felt like for a lot of people who were performers, artists, anybody in the yeah. industry were like, well. This is what my get up and go just got up and went. Right. I hear like yeah. no inspiration yeah. some days. You know, and, and as we know, people are you know people have different personalities. You know, it, it, you know people are. Uh, extroverted, introverted, you know, and some along the spectrum, you know, kind of a thing um, of that. But the, uh, I find that I need to be around people. I'm, I'm much more of an extrovert, but not actually, I would say not much more of an extrovert. I'm kind of on the, the side of extrovert, but I'm kind of more in the middle. So I, I like alone time. I like the fact that I can, you know, create my own work at home and, and that sort of thing. But I also really love getting into a room and collaborating with people, yeah. you know, so that's why I have to you know, do a show now and then and that sort of a thing. So, yeah. So you are still performing. Yeah. And I mean, the most recent thing I did, I think right before the pandemic, I, I did a, you know, like a reading of a, a Shaw play with the Gingold group. Ooh. Yeah. Um, and um, uh, yeah, before that, I, you know, did a show at Paper Mill. I did a couple shows. I did a, a show with Lexington Theater Company. Did a little um, uh, Music Man. I have a question. Sure. Your name, Squigs. Squigs. Where that's a nickname, obviously, right? Because your parents did not give you that. Correct. No, they okay. did not. No, I was I was uh, in a production of uh, Guys and Dolls years ago, uh, playing nicely, nicely Johnson. And uh, long story short, uh, someone mistakenly called me Squiggly Wiggly instead of Nicely Nicely. Was that? Did they it mean to do on, that? It, was, it wasn't on stage. It was, um, but yeah, they, they they didn't. They forgot my name. Oh my god! I yeah. love that. Yeah. And so they, yeah, they <laughs> called like, me. I don't know that guy. You know what? Squiggly Wiggly. Squiggly Wiggly. Yeah. And so so yeah, friends who you know you know longtime friends thought that was hilarious and and like shortened it. You know, so there, people have different versions of of the nickname amongst my you know circle of friends. You know, sometimes it's Squiggles, sometimes it's Squigs, sometimes it's Squiggy. Uh, Sir Squigmund, um, uh, Squigalicious. Squigmond. Squigmond. Squ- oh, good, yes. Yeah. Yeah. So Squiggins Day. I don't know. So I just try to add in. So, But all like, the base of it being Squig, so you sign all of your art. I Squigs. do, yeah. I started, I started signing my artwork with Squigs, I think probably, I think it was like 1999. Mm. So it's been a while. Wow. wow. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my birth year. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> 
here. Now, people can commission you mm-hmm. to do art. Yes. Do you get that a lot? Do you get a lot of commissions? I do, actually, yeah. I mean, and I've, I've drawn, you know, uh, things for everything from, you know, obviously shows that people want me to, you know, draw their show either to commemorate it or to promote it, that sort of a thing. But I've been doing a lot of um, uh, wedding portraits. Oh, oh wow. wow. Yeah, um, I've drawn for, you know, for bar and bat mitzvahs and... Um, you That's know. a great gift. Yeah. So how do people contact, if they want to do that, how do they reach out to you? Uh, yeah. My website is squigsonline.com, S-Q-U-I-G-S online.com. Do you have an Instagram? I do. It's Squigs Robertson. Oh, very proper. <laughs> it sounds like a character Squigs who was in Robertson. Peter Pan. It's like, yeah. old Squigs Robertson is on that <laughs> ship over there. He's yes. drawing the boys. <laughs> I don't know what happens on <laughs> ships. <laughs> Well, it could. It could happen. It could. It could. I'm, I'm, I'm the ship's caricaturist. Yes. <laughs> Come to that's the what every pirate ship needs. Everybody does. Come to the Lido deck. I'd like yeah. to commemorate ye. <laughs> Draw my peg leg. What's your, sure. fa- what's your favorite activity? Does my eye look good? Yes. <laughs> do, you, do you like skateboarding? <laughs> water, water polo. Well, you could say, I mean, you on your website, it says you're a caricature artist. Yeah. So that's, I mean... And yeah, I'm. Uh, yeah, it, it's funny because uh, you know I'm I'm an illustrator, but I specialize in caricature. You know, um, Hirschfeld called himself called himself a characterist. Ooh. So drawing characters. Yes, this is what you do. Yeah. Well, you do a wonderful job at oh, it, thanks. sir. So they can find you again. Your website. Squigsonline.com. And your Instagram. Squigs Robertson. You have any other Twitter, TikTok, anything you want to add? Um, I w- will soon have a Patreon, likely. <gasps> oh, <laughs> you should have a Patreon. Yeah, 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 it's been something I've been kicking around for a while, but yeah, it's 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 a matter of just like deciding what kind of content I'm gonna throw up there, and you know, and see, yeah. what, see what sticks. So, and one final question. Sure. What is the best advice anyone has ever given you? Ooh, so good. that's a good one. Um, Since we are in or an advice podcast, I think I, I think it, it's been more not necessarily wasn't said to me, but just by example from people that I admired was uh, just stay curious. I think it's just keep your eyes open, and your ears open, and uh, and you know be an observer and, and just by you know you know, hushing up for a second, you can kind of, you know, learn some things, you know, mm-hmm. and, and if, I mean, and this is something that I would say to someone who's like, an, who's, you know, in going into theater is that if there's something that you see that's like, is a part of what you're, what you're trying to put out there, like, let's say you're playing a character and there's a, there's a, a name in your script that you don't recognize, go look it up. You know, mm-hmm. you have all these information boxes in your hands, just look up this stuff. If there's an artist that you hear about that you're like, you know, uh, Sam Norkin or, you know, whatever, just, you know, look, look it up and just see, you know, maybe, maybe you'll discover something that you, you know, didn't think you'd ever discover. Um, and it's the same thing with, uh, you know, with illustration, just, uh, you know, keep your eyes open and, and, you know, try to put down on paper what you see. Stay, Stay curious. curious. <gasps> oh my God, that was curious. Oh my gosh, it's like a shining. <laughs> yes. He didn't say stay by curious, oh. just so you know. <laughs> Never mind, sorry. Very different piece of advice, but it's equally as strong. I get it. It has been so wonderful <laughs> to have you, you as a guest on the air. Me. And hey, guess what? As an extra special treat. What? You, sir, because you are recording in-house with us tonight, you get to experience the joys of the a specialty cocktail, specialty drink. We're very We're curious top. about yes, it. Definitely by curious. curious. After really you have one of these, you're going to be by curious. Why don't you take your shirt? What? No. Oh no, okay. keep that on. Get that 13-year-old boy out of here. Psh. This week's specialty cocktail is 
Afternoon in the Park. That is right in honor of you, this specialty cocktail. Afternoon on the Park. Welcome to the new Sondheim musical, Thursday on the Pod with James (laughs) Jules Ferris. For this, you will need one and a half ounces of gin, a half ounce of dry vermouth, one dash absinthe, and I do mean dash, oh lord, and one bar spoon of agave nectar. Now, here's what you're gonna wanna do, okay? Are you all right? Add all ingredients into a mixing glass, fill it with ice, stir for 30 seconds, strain into a coupe glass, and add an orange peel for garnish, baby. Garnish. Here are Jules's <laughs> tasting notes. Inspired by George Surratt's painting, A Sunday Afternoon on the Island of Le Grand Jatte, this drink was created by Julia Turnstall, co founder of A Bar Above. Surratt's painting is set in a public park in Paris, and it shows the high society mingling along with the common folk. Children's, sailors, monkeys. The upper class is headlined by the botanicals of the fancy gin. The vermouth represents the working class, who has every right to hang out in that park just as much as the next guy. (laughs) And how can you call yourself a real artist if you're not drinking absinthe and cutting your ear off? (laughs) Add the natural sweetness of the agave, and you have an impressionistic cocktail created on the canvas of your own bar top that you can enjoy bit by bit, shot by shot, <laughs> ounce by ounce, glass by glass, pint by pint, okay. drink by drink, and that is the state of the Mahatiki Lounge. <laughs> that was my Mandy Patinkin. Wow. You like it? No. Damn it! I mean, yes, I'm supposed to say yes. Yes, and always yes, say yes to the and. improv. So in honor of you, we are having an afternoon in the park. I'm very excited for you Me to taste too. this specialty like, cocktail. Talk about an art, this cocktail. It is, is he practices the art of mixology, art my of jewels. Mixology. He's doing it. Sometimes he hits, sometimes he misses, sometimes he swings, and we tell him to sit down. He's going to hurt himself. Wow. This is the afternoon on the park. Get ready to stay curious, kids. Stay curious. Oh, okay. It's very clear looking. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's being delivered in a Hemingway glass. That's oh. Hemingway. Margot. And a different Muriel. kind of artist. Muriel. I would say Ernest. Uh, cheers, Ernest. everybody. Here's to cheers. an afternoon in the park. <laughs> drink by drink. Puke by puke. Here we go. Ooh, mm. it's very floral, citrusy, Ooh, very citrusy. orange forward. Ooh, I'm in a orchard of some sort. On the nose. Ooh! Mm. Oh, my God. That's tasty. It's like... Mm, mm. It's sparky. What? You swallowed a dog? Sparky. <laughs> it's sparky from uh, uh, vacation. It's you know what? Well, I hate black licorice, and so I get very nervous when absinthe is put into a drink. However, dot com. <laughs> uh, this you don't really taste it, and it balances out with the rest of whatever the hell is in here: gin and gin, vermouth, vermouth, and yeah, and I, get I think the agave. Mm. <laughs> Agave. Oh. oh, oh, yeah. That's tasty. No, it's ah, it's ah, interesting. Agave. Ooh, ah, ah, agave. <laughs> what do you think of this? What's your thoughts? You make me nervous. It's thick. You think it's viscous? It's got a viscous. Co- you know what it is? It's That's viscally. the agave. Oh, agave makes it a little bit. I like it. Thick. Adds a thickness. It's like a. It's like a. It's like an old <laughs> recipe. Do you know what I mean? Like, is it like feels a, like you drink school. this in nineteen twenty-five? Swallowing an old soul. <laughs> it's, it's like midnight in Paris without Owen Wilson. <laughs> God willing. 
Oh, jeez. Mm. I just swallowed an old soul. I feel like whenever you do Owen Wilson, you just have to be nasally. I don't know. I'm working on <laughs> Owen Wilson and Mandy Patinkin. So no, no, it's not. Good Mandy Patinkin? Uh, no, I thought. Come that, on, you guys! I thought that was what's his name. <laughs> that was Owen Wilson. <laughs> <laughs> My Mandy Patinkin sounds like Owen I Wilson. I thought that was Aaron Neville, <laughs> which sounds like Nancy so Wilson. I which don't I, know how much. Oh I know God. I love you. Mandy Patinkin sounds like Aaron Neville. What if Aaron Neville took over for Mandy Patinkin? Oh, totally. Mandy Patinkin is just Aaron Neville without the male. Heard it here. By drink, make by me, and that is the state of the This episode of Deer Pod is mixed and edited by Jim Ferris and is a property of Pineapple Ranch Productions.